The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, and thank you so much for tuning in to our newest episode today. I am going to be reviewing something that could truly make or break the progress that you hopefully have been seeing or not seeing so far in your exercise routine. So obviously, one main reason that we exercise is to see improvements in our day-to-day function. And there's actually a few things that you might be unaware of that is making or breaking your progress in this area. So I'm going to share that with you today. Before we do that, I first just want to give a shout out to those of you who are a member of my Game Changers course. This is a mini course where I educate on three main areas of MS exercise. So the first is a video explaining exactly how to exercise with MS, things like how many repetitions should you do, how many sets you should do, all that good stuff. Then there's also a video on neuroplasticity and how to exercise to get neuroplasticity to work for you. And then the third video in the Game Changers course is a video on two bad habits that I have found that most of my clients with MS do without even realizing it. So in that video, I point out what those two bad habits are and what you can do to essentially stop doing them. So shout out to you guys if you're already a member of the Game Changers course. If you haven't gone through the course yet, it's really quick, but you will learn a lot. And it's only $7, a one-time fee of $7. So everything you'll learn in there, you can implement into your day-to-day exercise routine and just your day-to-day movements really to get more out of the exercise that you're doing. So I will put the link to the Game Changers course in the show notes. But today on this episode, I am going to specifically talk to those of you guys who are looking to improve your walking. And what I'm going to be talking about today does carry over into other goals. If you have goals like not using your arms to lift your legs when you're getting into and out of your bed or into and out of your car. But for the example that I'm going to give today, it's specifically for walking. So the first thing that is really, really, really important for you to know is that there are always two different things that you need to do to make improvements towards a goal. And 99% of the time, we always just focus on the first thing. So as I mentioned, we're going to be focusing on the goal of improving your walking. And there are actually many ways that you can improve your walking. Option one is to improve your walking by walking a further distance. You can also work on improving your walking by improving your quality or by not tripping as much. So lots of different ways to improve your walking. However, 
the first thing we need to do is focus on the muscles. So that would be things like strengthening the appropriate muscles, find out which muscles are weak and strengthen them. We also need to focus on stretching, which muscles are too tight and therefore preventing you from walking properly and maybe causing you to have foot drop or hip circumduction where you swing your leg around, or maybe you can't bend your knee because your quads are so tight. So finding out which muscles are too tight and stretching those ones out. We also, of course, need to work on balance. A big part of walking is standing on one leg as your opposite leg swings through. Even if you are using an assistive device, there's at least some point throughout the gate, at least 40% of your gait, you're spent on one leg. So you need to have balance, single leg balance, as well as weight shifting. And you also need to have core strength. So that alone, strengthening, stretching, focusing on balance and core, that alone could honestly be I don't know, 20 to 30 different exercises. Now, of course we can prioritize and each person is going to be a little bit different, but my main focus here is to tell you that that's not the only thing you need to do. So the second thing, and this is the thing that I think a lot of people are missing. And if you miss this step, like I can almost guarantee you that you might get stronger, but your walking isn't any easier or whatever the goal is that you're working towards. You might feel like you're getting stronger or you're getting better balance, but the goal you're working towards isn't getting any easier. And maybe it feels like you're just not making any progress. So number two, the thing that most people forget is you also need to drum roll, change your habit. So let me explain this a little bit further because it might not be as self-explanatory as it might seem. So the first thing you need to do here is become aware of what the bad habit is. So in this example of walking, I'm just going to say that you're walking with hip circumduction, meaning you're taking some steps forward, but you're, you're not bending your knee enough and your leg is swinging out to the side. So there's lots of exercises we can do to work on this. In terms of strengthening, we can strengthen the knee flexors. We can also strengthen the hip flexors. We can also stretch the abductors. We can work on balance. So we have the muscle part that that was part number one is focus on the muscles, but we also need to become aware of when you are actually performing the bad habit in your day-to-day -day life. Meaning anytime you're walking, notice when you are circumducting your hip. So if you are sitting watching TV, or maybe you're sitting and listening to this podcast episode right now, and then you're going to stand up and walk to the bathroom or stand up and walk to the kitchen to get a glass of water. If on that little walk from wherever you are right now to your bathroom or to the kitchen, if on that short walk, you are circumducting your hip, meaning swinging it out around, then you are just reinforcing your bad habit you may have been working on these strengthening and stretching musculature for months. But if every time you walk, you're circumducting your hip, well, then your brain doesn't understand how you should be utilizing your new strength and your new flexibility. So the first step is becoming aware of when you are doing the bad habit, the bad thing that you are trying to improve. And then the second piece of that is 
once you're aware of it, change it. So let's say you are sitting on your couch right now, listening to this podcast episode, and you're going to stand up and go to the bathroom. You stand up. And if you notice within the first one, two, or three steps that you are circumducting your leg, then I want you to first stop, stop in place, become aware of it. Notice that you just took some improper steps and then try to implement proper walking, utilizing the strength that you've been gaining, the flexibility, the balance, the core that you've been gaining. So attempt to take steps to the bathroom that are proper, good form steps. And ideally, you'll notice an improvement. And yes, it's going to slow you down. Yes, it's going to be hard. So if you really have to go to the bathroom and you are just got to race there, you just have to get there, then go ahead and just race there. But if you have the time, it is worthwhile to try in the moment to utilize your new strength and your new balance so that you can now form a new habit, a good habit of proper walking. So stop yourself in the moment when you're noticing the bad habit and try to perform the good habit. And again, it is going to slow you down. It's going to take you a little bit longer. It's going to take focus and energy. It's going to be fatiguing, but I want you to attempt to do it because otherwise, if you're practicing perfect form with your walking and your exercises while you're exercising, but let's say maybe you just exercise for, let's even say up to an hour a day, we are probably awake for about 16 hours. And if you're not implementing the strength that you've been working on in those 16 hours, then quite frankly, the strengthening you've done in that one hour is not going to make much of a difference when it comes to function and activities. So you have to start implementing the good quality that you're looking for into your day. Now, one thing that you might be thinking, so I just want to target that right now, is, well, Dr. Gretchen, that's too hard. You know, I will not make it to the bathroom in time, or I'm going to fall if I try to do that at that frequency. Well, then this is my answer to you. If it's too challenging to change that habit in the moment, then I want you to attempt twice and then carry on. Because at the end of the day, we have to get from point A to point B. And if focusing on proper quality is going to take you an hour versus just two minutes that it normally would take you to get to the bathroom, Honestly, it's not worth it. You have to move on throughout your day. Don't want your whole day focused on exercising. So attempt twice, meaning stand up from your couch and take try, try your best to take two really good quality steps towards the bathroom and then just walk how you normally would the rest of the way. Another great example of this is getting into the car without utilizing your arms or getting out of the car without using your arms to lift your leg. This is something that a lot of people with hip weakness do. You'll pick up your leg using your arms. And again, if you're getting into the car or out of the car, you're likely going somewhere. You got to get from point A to point B. So if I were to tell my clients, okay, don't use your arms, use the strength that you've been gaining. This is a time where you can implement that. And it takes them like 20 tries. That's going to be really fatiguing. And then maybe it's going to make them late for their appointment. So attempt twice to not use your arms 
And then if you, if it didn't work, if you tried it and it didn't work for you, that's okay. You at least tried it twice. Now you can go ahead and use your arms to get into the car. So let's recap here because both are really important. So there's two things that you need to do to make improvements towards a functional goal that you're working towards. Number one, is focus on the muscles, focus on strengthening the muscles that are weak, focus on stretching the muscles that are tight or spastic, focus on gaining the balance that you need, the core strength that you need for whichever goal you're working towards. This could be walking, it could be getting into and out of a car, stair climbing, getting into and out of bed, standing up from the ground or getting down to the floor, literally any movement that we do throughout the day. So number one, focus on the muscles. Number two, change your habits by implementing the strength that you're gaining into your day. And this can work at any phase. You do not need to have gained a ton of strength in order to implement it throughout your day. It just needs to be the attempt of having good form or proper form with the movement that you're working towards improving. Again, even if it doesn't work, even if you try to, to lift your leg on its own without your arm and you don't have enough strength yet, it's about getting your brain to understand that you want to use your muscles in this moment, not compensate with using your arms. Or if you're walking forward, you want your brain to understand, hey brain, I want to bend my knee right here instead of circumducting. So this does two things. It allows your body to implement the strength and flexibility that you're gaining, but it also allows new neural pathways to happen so that your brain is understanding when you want to use this strength and flexibility. Otherwise, you can gain a lot of strength and flexibility, but your actions and activities throughout the day aren't any easier. So I hope that makes sense. I hope you're encouraged to implement some of these good quality routines throughout your day. It's going to look a little bit different for each person based on your goal, but the theory is the same. Number one, focus on the muscles and number two, change the habits by implementing the strength and flexibility and balance and core throughout the day. Anytime you notice that bad habit creeping in. And just as a reminder, if you are interested in the Game Changers course, again, that's my course with videos reviewing things like what we reviewed today, in addition to how to exercise with MS, how many reps and sets to be doing, reviewing what neuroplasticity is, all that good stuff. So one-time fee, $7 only, the link will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.